This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Well, morning. And if you turn in your Bibles, please, we're going to be looking in the second chapter of Malachi. It's not a hard book to find. It's the last book in the Old Testament. So when you've been doing your daily reading and you get to that one, you go, finally. So there it is. Malachi chapter 2. Malachi. That, uh, the only Italian book in the Bible. Malachi. Malachi. Okay, we'll get right down into it in a minute here. So first let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your Bible this morning. Lord, it is your Bible. And... We come to it, Lord, your book, acknowledging it as the word of God, and pray, Lord, that you would speak it to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Malachi chapter 2, please follow along. Malachi chapter 2. And now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will corrupt your seed. Spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, and my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth. Iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they that seek the law at his mouth, he's the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you are departed out of the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You've corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. 
Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as ye have not kept my ways, but ye have been partial in the law. Have we not all one Father? Have not one God created us? Why do you deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved, and hath married the daughter of a strange God. The Lord will cut off that man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacle of Jacob, and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts. And this have ye done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, with crying out, insomuch that he regardeth not the offering any more, or receiveth it goodwill at your hand. Yet ye say, wherefore? Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. And did he not make one? Yet he had the residue of the spirit. Wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. Therefore take heed to your spirit. Let none deal it treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth putting away. For one covering violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously. You've wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delighteth in them, or where is the God of judgment? Okay, now, we come to this chapter, the second chapter of Malachi. It's very clear that this chapter is directed first to one group. There's an undeniable finger of God pointed at one group of people in Israel, and it is in verse 1, now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you, God says. And he's looking right at the, at the priest when he says that. Yes, he said, yes, I mean you, priest. I mean you. This is for you. And just before we dismiss this and say, well, that's the priest of Israel. I'm no priest of Israel. It's not for me. Wait a minute. When we came to Christ, God did something for us. And what he did for us is he gave us a new title in 1 Peter 2.9, 1 Peter 2.9, our title is, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So we joined a group. God said, you're part of a group now. You're part of a group of priests, God says. And with the fellow believers in heaven, we're gonna say along with them, the words of Revelation 1.5, Revelation 1.5, where we're gonna acknowledge the blood that washed us from the sins, and when it says, see, is that what I've already said, or is that what I have to say? Okay. When it says in Revelation 1.5, Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, 
unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. This is what God has done for us. He's made us priests. So when we read these passages here, these verses here in, in Malachi 2, it's for us also, for us also. So God has a controversy. He's got a problem with the priests. And it's that, that they have been very professional in their job. Oh, they're doing their offerings and their sacrifices and everything, but they're not personally hearing God speak to them. They've lost the ear. They've lost their own ear to hear what God says. And so he says in verse two, if you will not hear, if you will not lay it to heart to give glory into my name, he says, I'm gonna send a curse to you. And I've already caused it. He says, because you lay it not to heart. God has something very important to say. Very important to say. He wants it to be heard. He wants to be heard loud and clear and deep, deep in the heart. When he says that, laid in the heart, he means like we would say, take it to heart, take it to heart. He doesn't want the priest to hide behind the, uh, the shield of being religious. What the priest did with the young bulls is that they sacrificed them and then they carried out the skin and the organs and the, and the dung outside the camp and they burned it. And God says, I'm so fed up, I've had it with your professionalism and, and your hard-heartedness. He says, you're not listening to me. He says, that dung that you're carrying out from that bull, I'm gonna spread it in your face. That's what he says in verse three. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, and what shall take you away with it. That's very strong words. God's very, very serious. There are sins. He's saying there are sins in the life of the priest, and God's gonna address it, and he wants a priest to lay it to heart, and he wants a priest to, when it says to lay it to heart, it means that the priest should feel so deeply guilty that, that they cannot hold their eyes up like that publican who came to the temple. They should feel so deeply grieved that they should say, how could I have done that? How could I do that? So before telling the priest what they were doing wrong, in other words, before laying on them, God does something very unique, and this is a God thing. God encourages the priest by first of all telling him what they should be. This is a pattern with God. When there's something wrong, he starts by saying, this is how it should be. This is the right, this is the standard, and this is what he's doing here. He says this is, a, this is a pattern that God's using. He doesn't start off with this explosion for what they're doing wrong, but he starts off by showing what they should be doing and God encourages to get right with him by first painting a picture for a person of the great vision that he has planned for that person, in this case, the priest. And so God is doing this to the, right now. He wants them to get right. And so in the same way, God wants us to have a life that wins. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to have a life that wins. And so this is what he's doing in verses five to seven. He starts out by telling, this is a great life. This is a great life for you. This is a life that wins. This is a life I planned for you. And he starts out by, by, by telling these fallen priests here, here's your high calling. Verse five, verse five. My covenant with him was Life and peace, he says. In verse six, he says, the law of truth 
was in his mouth. Iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity. He turned many away from iniquity. The priest's lips should keep knowledge. They should seek the law in his mouth. He's the messenger of the Lord of hosts. This is a high calling that God is telling the priest. And he says, first of all, he starts off by saying, you priests, us included, you need to experience a wonderful gift. A wonderful gift, which is in verse five. The wonderful gift is my covenant was with him of life and peace, and I gave them to him. What a gift, what a gift. For the deadness of our souls, God gives us life. For our death, God gives us life, eternal life, as Jesus said in John 10, 27, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This is God's covenant of life that he's referring to in verse five, his covenant of life. And then for the distress and the trouble and the anxiety in your soul, God says, I give you peace, I give you peace. For our distress, God gives us his peace. As Christ said in John 14, 27, John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is God's covenant of peace in verse five. And this is the first encouraging picture, the first encouraging vision that God has set before the priest to encourage them, get right with God. Is verse five, my covenant was with him of life and peace, and he gave it to them. So with this vision, this initial vision, God is laying out the grand recovery, the great recovery, so that they can get this life that wins, a recovery from death, a recovery from distress. Next, God gives a wonderful vision for the priest in, in verse six, verse six, the law of truth was in his mouth. The law of truth is in mouth. This is the calling that the Bible should be in the mouth of the priest. The priest talks, the priest should talk about the Bible because the Bible is in his heart. As it says in Psalm 1, 2, Psalm 1, verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Day and night, day and night. Joshua 1, 8, Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success, or then you're gonna have the light that wins. Meditate day and night on this Bible. The priest, is he says, the priest talks about the Bible because he's thinking about the Bible day and night, and that's how he teaches his children. That's how he teaches his children, by talking about the Bible like a coming out of his heart. It's coming out of his heart day and night. The great Shema, Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 6, 4, Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. 
and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, all thy soul, all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. He is a Bible man day and night. That's a priest. He's a Bible man day and night. With this vision, God says in verse 6, verse 6, the law of truth was in his mouth. So God is laying up here, laying out here, a great preoccupation for the priest. He is preoccupied with the Bible. That's the life that wins. Now, what a calling this is. And then he says there's a calling to walk with God. He says he walks with God. He's never to be alone in life. He's to have God always walking beside him. When you need strength, you turn to God who's walking with you, and you say, I'm tired now. I need strength. And God on the side, right on the side says, says Isaiah 27, 5, Isaiah 27, 5, let him take hold of my strength. Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That makes the issue in our lives not about our weakness, not about our, what we can't do, but that makes the issue in our life about God's strength and what God can do, and nothing is impossible with God. To walk with God is to have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week access line never to be put on hold, never to have to push buttons on a phone. People spend over $2,000 here in San Diego to have the concierge medical where they, they get, you're supposed to get the doctor when you need him. You got better than that, better than that. In James 1.5, James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So with this vision in verse six, God says, about the priest, he walked with me in peace. And so God is laying out here the grand help in life for the life that wins. What a wonderful thing. This is a wonderful thing. And then God says, here is your life goal, priest. Here's your life goal. God has given us, he's given us to live our lives so that the end, in the end of our lives, we it should be able to be said of us and it should be able to be said of the priests, verse six, verse six, he did turn many away from iniquity. What a wonderful statement to have a life. That's a life that wins. That's a life that's well spent, and that doesn't come by accident. God is saying in verse six, he's saying in verse six, here it is, you can have this, you can have this for your tombstone. He did turn many away from iniquity, Verse six, he says, you can have it. And so he's saying, God is saying, go for it. Go for it. This is the life that wins. This is the life of turning many away from iniquity. And it can be yours. It can be yours. If you want it, you can have it. If you're willing to go for it by intention, it can be yours. And how does this come? How does this come? This comes when a person makes it his business to turn many away from iniquity. This happens when a person makes either a written or a mental list 
of the targets that he is, people that he is going to intentionally pray for. And he's going to be looking for opportunities to speak and to be this messenger. How great it would be if there would be many in heaven who would, who would run up to us and say, I owe myself from being saved to you. I owe, I owe you from being saved from hell because you made it your goal, because you did Daniel 12.3, you did what it says in Daniel 12.3, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. This is the vision that God is sending up there. The goal in verse six, turn many away from iniquity. God has laid out the grand goal for a life that wins in that verse. And then God gives a further wonderful invitation in verse seven, verse seven, for the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they should seek the law at his mouth. So God is inviting the priest to seek the law at God's mouth. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God doth man live. So God's inviting a person to make God's word his great interest in his life so that the person wants to know more and more about God's word, more and more about the Bible. And the person asks, more and more questions about the Bible. And the person wants to better understand more and more the Bible, more and more. And he feels that it's not just enough to, to know the Bible, he's gotta have the Bible somehow incorporated into his life so that the Bible helps him walk with God. That's the great goal. And with this vision in verse seven, they should seek the law at his mouth. With this vision, God is laying out the grand interest in a life that wins, in a life that wins. And then God gives the great crown of the title. The title, what a title this is for the priest, for us. A great title in verse seven, verse seven. He is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Wow, the greater a person is, that a person's a messenger of, the greater is the messenger. And that's why in verse seven, God didn't say he's the messenger of the Lord. He didn't say that. He said, God said for that person who lives the life that wins, it says in verse seven, he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. To live the life that wins means that we accept God's calling of his title in verse seven, to be the messenger of the Lord of hosts. And what's our message? What's the message of the priest? Our message is 2 Corinthians 5.18, 2 Corinthians 5.18. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to, wit, to witness, to say, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, but hath committed unto us the word, the word of reconciliation. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.